You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. joining us live stream we just want to say welcome so glad you've joined us um i had a wonderful message planned uh to start with the fruits of the spirit since vbs in a couple weeks is going to be fruits of the spirit we're going to go through the fruits of the spirit because colossians 3 tells us that we have a new nature in christ and so we're supposed to act differently than from the world would you agree As Christians, we're supposed to look differently, act differently, think differently, function and operate differently than our world. And that comes through the power and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and then the Holy Spirit living inside of us, strengthening us to live out that new nature. And it's not necessarily what we talk about. It's really what we think about. Because what we think about is what we will eventually live out right? So Paul calls us to think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. That is really challenging in today's society, is it not? We are called to strip off our old sinful nature every day. Strip off. Paul uses this this, uh, analogy or illustration of clothing to strip off the old sinful self and put on the new nature. Clothe yourselves with tender-hearted kindness and mercy, humility, gentleness, and self-control and patience. Making allowance for one another, right? Forgiving one another. We're called to put on, above all, love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. We're called to clothe ourselves with peace. How are you doing with that? And I'm just going to share this in a loving way. But one thing that bothers me, and I believe grieves God's heart in the church, is we come, we listen, we hear the word. We amen the word. We go to the pastor and say, good word, pastor. And then we leave it in the parking lot. And we leave it after we shut off YouTube or Facebook. We leave it when we turn on the ignition of a car. And we just coast on empty until next Sunday. Good word, pastor. <laughs> Man, that's so good. Man, I got to change. I want, I want to live my life for God. And then we leave it right where we picked it up. Now, this isn't to shame us, but it sure is to put a fire under us and within us. Because we are called, in Colossians 3, we are called to learn, to know our creator, and to look more like him. That's our call. Our new nature. Colossians 3 says, put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become more like him. That's our call. And so today, I was going to start with the fruits of the spirit. And sometimes God just says, nope. And uh, since Thursday, 
he has been downloading a message that I believe is for Elevation Community Church, but I also believe is for every single person that calls themselves a follower of Jesus. Every single person who would say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe that God is using these times that we are in to build his church, to build his temples, that's you and me, Christ's temples where the Holy Spirit is. He is calling you and me to be the church. Friends, since I have been born, I know it's going to make you uh, feel a little old, some of you, but I was born in 1979. Since 1979, I don't think we've been living in quite the unprecedented times like we are now, right? And so I believe that God has a word for us today in how are we to live out our new nature in times like this. I've never seen the church so divided. So divided. Politically. Spiritually. Religiously. Opinions. Social media. <laughs> right? And so it's absolutely true. We are living in crazy times. We see people living in fear. People are paranoid. Racial tension is pretty high. Division is happening in our communities, in our schools, in our government buildings, and yes, in our churches. We are seeing sacred monuments that are, are, are built upon our history of our nation tore down. We're seeing political tornadoes and then pressure for the Christian to pick a side and to stand your ground and fight for your freedom. And yes, it's absolutely true, and this should be encouraging to the believer. But since Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, we have been living in the last days. Oh no, we're in the last days. The end times are here. Yeah, they have been since Jesus ascended. And the, the apostles, they thought... Many of them thought they were going to see Jesus split the eastern sky and come after them. They didn't realize that a thousand days on earth, or a thousand years on earth, is it years? A thousand years on earth is like a day to the Lord? Is that correct? Yeah, they forgot that God's timetable looks a little different than ours. But we have been watching signs fulfilled of Jesus' coming. It could be five days from now. It could be five seconds from now. It could be five years from now. It could be 500 years from now. But we're seeing and watching God's word and promises and prophecies fulfilled. This should be an encouragement to us as things get worse and worse and worse. That God is stronger, greater, and he wins. He wins. If you are in Christ, you win. And it's going to get darker it's going to get scarier. It's going to get crazier. Look at other third world countries. That's how bad it can get. We're nowhere close. But we see the days getting darker and darker and darker. But that should lift our spirits. That should make us excited that that's just one more day closer to seeing our Savior 
face to face. And when Christ, Colossians 3, when Christ is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. That's why we put on our new nature. So the question is this, friends, in cars, vehicles, how are we to live our new nature? How are we to proclaim Christ, be Christians, light in this world, while dealing with all of society's problems, darkness, feuds, division, you name it? And I think in the church, we probably have close to 100 different opinions on that question. And so I'm not here to debate what it looks like to respond on social media and how we're supposed to do things as a church and what each Christian should do with their own personal convictions. What I'm here to do today is to give us two mandates from the Word of God. Two mandates. I thought I'd use that word since it's very prevalent right now. And we don't like that word mandate right now. We don't want to be forced. But God gives us two mandates not to force us. But he says, if you are my children, if you belong to a heavenly kingdom, and if you claim to follow Jesus, you must have these two things living inside of you. Not perfection, because we understand as long as we're living in our sinful body, we are going to mess things up. That's the whole Bible story. God created and it all was good, and then man and woman messed it up. And now we're waiting for Christ to come back and make it all new again. And so I want to give us two mandates from the Word of God, and I want to challenge us. I'm praying that you guys would take this and allow it to control you and consume you. Would it change the way that you think and respond? And yes, we may end up in different conclusions. We may have different opinions of what that looks like. But these two mandates are non-negotiable. It's either yes or no. And so let's look at the first mandate. The first mandate is from God's word. Would you turn, if you have your Bibles on your phone or, or in hand, to 2 Chronicles 7.14. 2 Chronicles 7.14. As you're turning there, I just want to say a few tidbits before we get into this first mandate. Number one, Jesus promised us that we would have many trials and tribulations. Do you remember that? And what did he say? Take heart, for I have overcome the world. Could you say that with me again? Take heart, for I have. He said you will have many viruses. You will have many scares. You will have many fears. You will have many troubles. Why? Because we've messed it up, and this world has fallen and broken. But he says, don't worry about that. For I have overcome it all. And then Jesus, before he died, one of his last prayers, do you know what he prayed? You know what's incredible? Jesus, over 2,000 years ago, he prayed for you. He prayed for me. He prayed for Elevation Community Church. He prayed for the church of Christ, the body of Christ that he knew he was dying for. Do you know what he prayed? He prayed, Father, let them be one 
unite them, Father. There's divisions everywhere. And he knew that when he was crucified and hanging on the cross, they had already scattered. They were already divided. And he says, Father, may they be one as you and I are one. Jesus still is interceding on behalf of us, praying that we would be of one heart, one mind, one body. Differences, disagreements, backgrounds, baggage, bumps and bruises, that we would be one. And I believe what this world needs right now in 2020 is it needs the church of Christ to be one. And I believe in today's society, and I know it hasn't changed. We've seen it since Jesus has been here and before. There is an underlining earthquake that's happening in the general church of God. Do you believe that? Do you sense that? There's an earthquake. What do earthquakes do? They shake things up and then they divide, right? Things crumble. There's division. There's cracks everywhere. Things erupting, things exploding. I believe that the enemy is creating trembles right now of an earthquake that he is trying to get into the church between you and me, between you and other brothers and sisters, between other church denominations. The earthquake is happening. Can you feel some of the trembles? The enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. We even see it in our own body. There are people who, during COVID, have disconnected not just from Christ-filled relationships, but Christ himself. Have disconnected from grounding themselves in the word of God. And I pray, if that's you, that you would return to God's heart. Because you're going a very dangerous path. What are some of the tremors the church is facing today? Well, should we gather inside or not? That's a tremor, and that divides people. Some people think, what are we doing outside in a tent? Well, the tabernacle was a tent, by the way. The first dwelling place of God was a tent. But just saying, church is not a building. It's a people, right? And I understand there are, there are cautions and there's concerns, and honestly, it's really hot, so some people are choosing to be in their AC, and that's okay. I am not condemning at all, but we have a division, don't we? You see it on Facebook. That's a big division, social media platform. Is it not? Here's a good hot button, masks. I know we haven't really... It's, it's, it's a foreign word, masks, right? We haven't heard much about that. Should we wear masks or should we not? And I guarantee you if we took a poll, we would be split right down the middle. There's division. There's opportunities for division. Not saying there's division. There's tremors of an earthquake of division. What about the very bold and intense opinions and declarations that we're making to others on social media or in person in response to decisions and protocols we don't like? It's happening. The thermostat is spiking and everyone's reacting. And this is why we need to align ourselves to the word of God 
And we need to say, look, church, we are called to look different. We are called to act and think and walk differently. We may not agree on all the same stuff, but we are called to be the light. And guess what? You can't see the effects of light if you don't have darkness. So could we possibly thank God for the darkness of COVID so that our lights can burn and shine brighter? But what the enemy's doing in the church is he's using darkness to snuff out your light. We can't allow that. Well, I want to kick Satan in the face. Well, don't let him put your light out. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine, right? So the first mandate, Phil, when are you going to get to the mandates right now? The first mandate for every single child of God, every single follower. Are you with me? I know it's hot. I know it's hot. Is this. Seek God in prayer. It's either yes or no. Are you seeking God in prayer? Are you seeking the face and the will of God more than you're seeking news and information and political jargon? Are you pursuing Jesus, the Father God, Holy Spirit in prayer more than you are talking about the problems? And I speak from a broken place because I'm trying to get this together too. And Lauren and I have been extremely convicted even to what we're watching on TV anymore. Is this drawing me to God's heart? If it's not, it is in the way. And it is dimming out our light. I'm not saying you can't watch TV. I'm not saying you can't watch your favorite movies. But you need to understand that what you think about and what you allow to come in will direct your steps. Are we seeking the heart of God? Now, I, I can tell you. Other Christians in other countries, they have no choice. Do you know in China right now, Christians are being forced to trade their faith for food? Do you know that? Makes us feel blessed, doesn't it? They are literally being forced to give up their faith in Jesus for welfare and food in the midst of COVID. Do you know that there are Christians in other countries that are being martyred and killed for their faith in Jesus? Do you think that they're living a life saturated and grounded in prayer and seeking the face of God? Yeah. So what are these dark times doing for you? How are you spending your time and your mental space pursuing God? Let me just give a couple biblical examples. It says in the Bible, seek him while he still may be found. Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. What are you seeking first when you hear the current circumstances or something happens in your life? 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Remember, righteousness is right standing with God. That should consume us. And everything else that you're worried about and everything else that you need to live out this life will be added to you, but seek first. Are you with me? So we need to seek first. What does Jesus say? Are you weary? Are you heavy laden, friends? Are you worried? Are you anxious about the ever-changing variables in our society? Are you exhausted? Are you tired of Zoom conferences and video meetings? Are you exhausted from all the protocols and all the precautions and all the quarantines and all the political debate? Are you exhausted? I know I am. Jesus says, come to me. Seek me. Pursue me. Dwell in my presence. And I will give you rest. I will teach you. I will guide you. And I will comfort you. But friends, that is totally available to us. But we have to choose to seek it. This is where we have to learn to lay down our lives. Lay down our wants and our flesh for what is better. And I'd like to end this first mandate with 2 Chronicles 7.14. We're there. Are you there? Y'all there? Let me even turn there, friends, because I believe this is a powerful world word that was for Israel a long, long time ago. But I believe it's for us today as well. Let's read this together. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. My people who are called, are you called by his name? Are you children of God? Well, you need to humble yourselves, he says. If they humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, humble, seek him, pray, and turn. Humble, seek him. Pray, turn. Humble, seek him. Pray, turn from your wicked ways. I will hear them. From heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. We need healing, friends. America needs healing. America was founded on godly biblical principles, including 2 Chronicles 7.14. We need to return to that. That's what made America great. That's what made America so successful is because we sought out God first. We have gotten away from that, have we not? Would you all agree? We've gotten away from it. He's out of our schools. He's out of our government buildings. We have pushed him out. Friends, we have got to humble ourselves as a church. Please hear me. We have to humble ourselves. We have to seek him and pray. Man, we have to pray. And my prayer life sure isn't where I know it needs to be. And so I'm calling a church-wide prayer this week. 
for our nation, for our church, and we're going to meet here Thursday night. I got the name Thirsty Thursday. Anyone thirsty for God, anyone thirsty for God to move and come and intervene in only a way that he can, anyone thirsty to see this COVID season just in the ground six feet under? Well, we need to humble ourselves, seek him, pray, and repent, and God moves. God moves upon the waves of our prayers, friends. Are you praying? So at 6.30 on Thursday, 6.30, we're going to meet outside. Rain or shine. We're going to meet outside and we're going to pray. We're just going to pray. That's all we're going to do. We're going to walk this property and then we're going to send people into the neighborhoods of Blanchester and we're going to pray. Why? Because that is the way that God moves. Is when his people humble themselves seek his face, turn from their wicked ways, and pray. Friends, are you doing that? And if not, what do you need to push aside in order to have that mind? I'm not talking about sitting on your couch or on your face on your floor for 12 hours a day. I'm talking about praying without ceasing, being in a moment of prayer from moment to moment to moment. That's our first mandate, is to be in prayer. Second mandate is found in Luke. Luke 9, 24. I will go fast on this one. Luke 9, 24. I'm going to read from the New Living, and then I'm going to read from the ESV because I want us to just soak in these words. Jesus said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my followers... If any of you want to follow me, if any of you want to be members of the family of God in the kingdom of heaven, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. That is a mandate from the kingdom of heaven. If we call ourselves Christians, which is followers of Christ, we must pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow him. The ESV says this, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What does it mean for us to take up the cross? Let's define that because I think there's a lot of different interpretations and opinions. Let's start with what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean picking up a burden due to life circumstances and even maybe mistakes made by you and saying, well, I'm just carrying my cross. It's just my cross to bear. You know, this life of turmoil, this life of division and all this stuff, it's just my cross to bear. That's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about means being willing to die in order to live. That's what it means. Salvation in Jesus Christ. Please, please hear this. Salvation in Jesus Christ is free for everyone. It is a free gift. All we have to do is receive it. To live out the new nature 
to live out the Christian life will cost you your life. It's free, but to live out that new nature costs you to die to yourself daily. God is speaking to people already. I just sense it. Into your opinions and how you've reacted to this COVID season. Maybe even some of your own opinions and beliefs are starting to change. Philippians 2 shows us what it means to carry our cross. I'm almost done. I know it's hot in here. I'm sweating too. But I believe that this word was downloaded into my heart to be downloaded into your minds and your hearts. Philippians 2 says that Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He could have demanded everything because he was the son of God. But he humbled himself. He emptied himself. He served. And he died. God. The God of heaven. Your creator. Humbled himself. Laid down his life. He served. He emptied himself. And he died. In obedience to God. We are called to do the very same thing. I'm wrapped around the pole. There we go. That's a good illustration of repenting, by the way, turning. Anyways, sorry. Jesus' cross was dying an innocent death so that a sinful man and woman like us would be able to live again eternally. Jesus' cross meant that he came to not be served, but to serve. Friends, the church is walking a very dangerous slope in walking in their entitlement to be served because we have freedom and we have rights. I'm not talking about being a doormat. I'm not talking about being a rug where the government tells us what we need to do to serve God. We are not in that place at this point. Is it leading to those? Maybe. We are called to serve God and not man. Correct. But we are called to die to ourselves daily for the sake of Jesus Christ. 1 John 3.16 says this. We know what love is. You know what love is? We know what love is. What? What is love? It's because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also might give up our lives for your brothers and sisters. Love one another for by this everyone will know that you are my disciples. You cannot love people unconditionally if you are not dying to yourself daily. Well, what about masks? <laughs> Are you serving your brother and sister in all situations? That you have to answer. Colossians says Christ is all that matters. Do you agree with that? Christ is all that matters. So here's the test that you need to take with you in all circumstances, in this situation, 
in masks being required right now in this building or in this place. Christ all that is is Christ all that matters. If so, we are called to lay down our lives and serve others. Now you get to interpret that and answer that your own way. What are you doing on social media that allows you to die to yourself and serve and love others? Because Jesus said that people will know that you are my followers if you love one another. Jesus said, pray for those who persecute you. Church, are you feeling persecuted? Are you feeling like your freedoms are slipping through your hand like sand? What are we to do? Pray. That is a mandate from God. Pray for those who persecute you. Those who are cursing you. Friends who think you're crazy for following Christ. Friends think you're crazy for the precautions that you are following for your family or not following for your family. We are called to bless and not curse. We have to live out this new nature that comes from seeking him first and carrying our cross and dying to ourselves. So as the band comes up, I want to leave you with a couple questions. Later. Let me ask you a few questions. Are you willing to give up your rights for the sake of Christ? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your closest friends? Are you? Are you willing to lose your job if it means staying true to being a Christian and a follower of Jesus? This really puts the rubber to the road, friends. Because what we're willing to give up shows us what's most important. Are you willing to following, following Jesus if it means being separated and alienated from your family? People in third world countries are experiencing this every day. Are you willing? Are you willing to give up your reputation on social media to follow Jesus? Are you willing to not trade in your faith for welfare or food if that ever comes to America? Are you willing to follow Jesus more than you follow the news? Are you willing to follow Jesus more than your political party? This is what Jesus was talking about, carrying his cross, our cross, denying ourselves and following him. And are you willing to follow Jesus if it means stripping off your freedoms? And are you willing to follow Jesus if it means your life? 
Christ is all that matters, friends. This world will fade and pass. But what we do now and what we make first and what we seek first and how we live out our lives, guys, we will be judged and rewarded in heaven for what you do matters. So let's get right with God as we worship. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.